You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, The Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to The Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with The Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include Poland is sending six swimmers home from Tokyo, and the Philly mayor says the state of emergency is not required for the gun violence crisis. Here's your national news recap for the week of July 18th. Jeff Bezos went to space. The billionaire founder of Amazon blasted off from West Texas in a rocket designed by his own company, Blue Origin, on Tuesday. He was joined by his brother and two others for a short trip to the edge of space. They got to experience about four minutes of weightlessness before returning to Earth. The all-clear has been issued following a shelter-in-place order in southeast Texas. LaPorte Emergency Management said it decided to lift the order for an area east of Dow's Houston Operation Bayport site late Wednesday morning. A chemical used in acrylics started venting from the tank at the site on Bay Area near Fairmont. It can cause irritation to the nose and throat. An evacuation order for the area around the facility is still in place, but no injuries have been reported. Louisiana will not ban transgender athletes from participating in sports. The Louisiana House failed to overturn Governor John Bell Edwards' veto of the ban Wednesday afternoon by two votes. Republicans who supported the ban argued it would protect women's sports and Democrats called it a manufactured issue meant to divide the country. Edwards had called the measure discriminatory. The bill will not be reconsidered. Nearly one in four of California's Bay Area households cannot make ends meet. That's according to the United Way's latest annual cost-of-living study. More than 600,000 Bay Area residents can't afford housing, food, medical care, and child care. The study also found that about one-third of all families throughout the state cannot afford basic living necessities and that 97% of those households are considered working poor. The findings come from the U.S. Census Bureau Community Survey from 2014 to 2019, so the data reflects what was happening even before the pandemic. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont has no plans to implement a new mask mandate despite an uptick in COVID-19 cases. A spokeswoman for the governor told the Hartford Current that Lamont is keeping options open as conditions change, adding that the state is closely monitoring the presence of COVID-19 variants. The state's daily coronavirus rate is on the rise again, with officials reporting 218 new cases and a positivity rate of 2.7 percent. Health experts believe that more than 60 percent of Connecticut's cases now stem from the Delta variant. Hospital workers are rallying today in New York City against COVID vaccine requirements. Members of Nurses Union 1199 protested outside Jacoby Medical Center. They're upset with Mayor de Blasio's announcement that all public hospital workers must get the COVID-19 vaccine or get tested weekly. 
Wednesday, hospital union leader Henry Garrido of DC 37 said vaccinations must remain optional. Throwing away trash could get very expensive in San Francisco. The city is looking to spend up to $20,000 for prototypes of a sidewalk trash can. The price tag is ridiculous, San Francisco's supervisor Matt Haney told The Chronicle. And San Francisco's acting director of Public Works admits the cost per can is a lot, but said the city's custom-designed cans would be less expensive when mass-produced. San Francisco's current green trash cans have resulted in trash spillover that invites rats. The city will pay for the new prototype from reserve funding, but ultimately large-scale production could result in higher trash rates. The Oregon Department of Education is updating COVID-19 rules for this fall. All public schools will reopen for full-time, in-person instruction. The CDC requires that students on school buses wear masks. Students should also maintain three feet of social distancing. In grades kindergarten and up, students and staff are advised to wear face coverings. People who are fully vaccinated and do not have COVID-19 symptoms do not need to quarantine or get tested after exposure to someone with the virus. A man is going to prison for posing as a psychologist in Sarasota, Florida. Police say Philip Stutzman was operating under the alias of Dr. Philip Nakau and was providing counseling and therapy sessions to sexual abuse victims and patients with weight and anxiety problems. The 45-year-old also claimed to have several college diplomas, but police say the degrees were fake. Stutzman pleaded no contest to multiple counts of unlicensed practice of a healthcare professional. He was sentenced to five years in prison, 10 years probation, and ordered to pay at least a $65,000 fine to the victims. First-time claims for unemployment benefits are taking a shocking jump. The Labor Department reports initial jobless claims shot up to 419,000 last week, up 51,000 over the previous week's revised total. Analysts expected to see the claims fall to 340,000. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. Hi, I'm Joel Vasquez, and I'm giving you the latest news in the world of politics. President Biden has signed a bill boosting the Federal Crime Victims Fund. The White House says it has lost billions of dollars over the past five years. Biden called it a day of hope and healing for victims of serious crimes. He said it's not enough to lock up perpetrators and argued crime victims need ongoing support. The Crime Victims Fund is nearly 40 years old. The fund comes from federal criminal monetary penalties that are overseen by the Justice Department. It aims to help victims of a variety of crimes, including domestic violence, sexual assault, drunk driving, and child abuse. The Biden administration is imposing new sanctions on Havana. They will target the head of the military and a division of Cuba's Ministry of the Interior. President Biden condemned the ongoing crackdowns of protesters in Cuba. In a statement, Biden said the Cuban people have the same right to freedom of expression and peaceful assembly as all people. Biden said the government is trying to threaten the Cuban people into silence. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy is blasting President Biden on the economy. As I watched a clip from the president's town hall last night, I couldn't see a person more out of touch. He said Biden was out of touch, and he said that after watching part of Biden's town hall. The California Republican also talked about inflation, describing it as a tax on every single American. McCarthy explained the financial security of Americans is being destroyed by inflation. The White House is staying out of CDC deliberations on masks. Press Secretary Jen Psaki told a briefing CDC recommendations are not influenced by the White House. 
We are guided by uh, the science and we're guided by our public health experts and any decision would come from the CDC. Earlier, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said mask guidance hasn't changed. She noted that unvaccinated people should continue masking up. However, Walensky said communities have to take into account what's happening in their areas. Los Angeles County recently reinstated a mask policy for indoor public settings. More and more Republicans are promoting the COVID vaccine as the Delta variant grows. Louisiana Congressman Steve Scalise just recently got it after months of waiting. I had done the antibody test months ago and tested positive for the antibodies. And so clearly that gives you protection. But with the Delta variant, I felt I wanted that extra level of protection. The House Republican whip joined the House Speaker in publicly supporting the shots this week. There are still a handful of Republican lawmakers that say vaccines are a personal choice. Studies show that Republicans or those living in Republican-controlled states are less likely to have received at least one dose. That was your political news. I'm Joel Vasquez. I'm Lee Kirshner with your international news. The head of the World Health Organization is thanking Japan for encouraging and uniting the world by hosting and staging the Olympics and Paralympics during a pandemic. The director offered his appreciation and respect to not only game organizers, but the people of Japan. The director of the World Health Organization added that a prompt response to infection, including tracking and isolation to those who test positive, will lead to the success of the Summer Games. Currently, dozens of athletes have tested positive. Apple's biggest iPhone manufacturing plant has been impacted by the severe flooding in central China. The assembly site in Henan province suffered temporary power outages and, according to employees, water seeped into some areas of the facility. Days of rain in the region have caused widespread damage and led to 200,000 evacuations. The potential disruption to production arrives just as Apple gears up to ship new iPhone models in the fall. China is announcing a prototype of a magnetic levitation train that can travel up to 373 miles per hour. Reuters reports that would make it the fastest land-based transportation vehicle on the planet. The train hovers and makes no contact with the rails as it's propelled forward by powerful electromagnets. This allows the train to attain speeds of hundreds of miles per hour and there isn't any friction on the rails. The train would make more than a 750-mile round trip from Shanghai to Beijing in just two and a half hours. Prince George turns eight. He's third in the line to the throne, so one day he'll be the King of England, but today he's just an eight-year-old celebrating his birthday. Kensington Palace has released a new photo of Britain's Prince George to mark today's special occasion. The young royal became an instant meme last week when he accompanied his parents, Prince William and Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, to the Euro finals where he cheered in vain for England as they lost to Italy. An administrative error has forced Poland to send six swimmers home from the Tokyo Olympics. Qualifying rules only allowed Poland to send only 17 swimmers to the game, but the country mistakenly sent 23. The athletes were reportedly furious. Poland's Swimming Federation apologized and said that they understand the anger and disappointment that the swimmers feel. A man in Australia is behind bars for trying to escape a mandated COVID-19 quarantine. On Monday, authorities in Western Australia did not allow the man to enter the state due to border restrictions and was then ordered to stay in a designated hotel to self-isolate and leave the area within 48 hours. Early the next morning, the individual snuck out of the hotel using bed sheets as a rope and climbed out the window. He was later found and arrested the same day. 
and a cow caused some traffic congestion in England. Recently, local police took to Twitter to say that the M6 highway was closed after the animal wandered onto the street. It apparently was due to what law enforcement called idiots breaking open a farmer's gate and the cow fleeing as a result. The bovine was eventually caught unharmed and brought back to the farm. And that's international news. I'm Lee Kirshner. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is signing legislation that provides another $135 million for its small business relief amid the pandemic. Governor Murphy says the state's economy is definitely on the rebound, including small businesses. He adds the state remains committed to providing small businesses with the resources they need to recover. In total, $700 million have now been provided to small businesses through the Economic Development Authority. This latest funding goes towards micro-businesses, non-profit organizations, bars and restaurants, childcare facilities, and for-profit arts and cultural organizations. Authorities in Chester County, Pennsylvania are investigating a house explosion that left several people hurt and one home destroyed. The blast happened at a large home in Coatesville around noon recently. Two adults and four children were injured as the house went up in flames. It took firefighters several hours to douse the blaze, but there was no reports of any damages to the neighboring homes. Investigators have not determined what caused the explosion. Bridgegate villain Bridget Kelly is trying for a political resurrection. She's running for Bergen County Clerk a year after the U.S. Supreme Court tossed out her conviction for conspiring to create a four-day traffic jam at the George Washington Bridge in New Jersey. Kelly, who is a top aide to Governor Chris Christie, wrote an incriminating email that said, quote, time for some traffic problems in Fort Lee, after the town's Democratic mayor refused to endorse Christie for re-election. Political analysis say that while Bridget Kelly has nearly universal name recognition, it's unclear whether the heavily Democratic county will be willing to look past Bridgegate to vote for her. Several people are concerned as there has been a spike in heated incidents on aircrafts over the past year. Blaze incident was close to home on a Frontier Airlines flight from Philadelphia to Miami recently. 6ABC reports the plane had landed when two men began throwing punches. It is not clear what started the fight, but it took several other passengers and crew members to help break up the scuffle. From Joe at Monavedge at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, the Atlantic City Council voted recently to shut down New Jersey's largest needle exchange program, despite a strong outpouring of advocates and supporters who have argued the program is vital to the public health of the casino town. After a two-and-a-half-hour discussion and hearing from nearly 50 people opposed to the closure, the city council voted 7-2 to two to close Oasis, a harm reduction center run by the South Jersey AIDS Alliance that provides service to 1,200 clients by providing clean syringes, testing services, and recovery support. The decision went against Health Director Dr. Wilson Washington's recommendation of keeping the needle exchange open while an alternative plan is figured out, according to Anthony Swan, the city's business administrator. Attorney General Brian Frosch says Maryland could receive up to $485 million if a proposed $26 billion opioid crisis settlement is approved. The potential payout stems from lawsuits brought by Maryland and other states against distributors Cardinal Health, McKesson, Amerisource Bergen, and manufacturer Johnson & Johnson, claiming they fueled the epidemic. Frosch says that while the settlement can't undo the harm suffered by millions of Americans who have been hurt by the opioid epidemic, it's an important step forward. From Annie McCormick at 6ABC.com, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney is defending his decision to not declare a state of emergency as gun violence surges to record levels. 
Kenny said the declaration is meant to unlock additional resources, something he says his administration has already done by allocating more than $150 million to the city budget for gun violence, in addition to millions more directed at tackling root causes and to assist community organizations. Wearing body cameras will soon be a new requirement for law enforcement across Delaware. Governor John Carney signed the bill recently that also includes some correctional officers and service employees. It's a move that several police departments across the country have already put in place. In Delaware, agencies will have a year to implement the new body cam program. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. I'm Kariah Bennett with your Rowan News. Rowan hosted the 27th Bioenvironmental Polymer Society meeting from June 23rd through the 25th, welcoming more than 80 speakers who presented their research on bio-based and sustainable materials and technologies. Presenters joined the virtual meetings from around the world, including the United States, Canada, Mexico, Belgium, Italy, Brazil, and Japan. The three-day event showcasing Rowan research in sustainable polymers was led and coordinated by Environmental Polymer Society President Dr. Joseph Stazione. Stazione is a major university's government institution and industry. Now know Rowan is working in this area more than we ever have and are open to any and all collaboration that fosters innovation, creativity, education, and change in this critical space. Beep's mission of advancing knowledge and research of sustainable polymer production aligned with the university's work in addressing the climate crisis, biodiversity crisis, and sustainability. I learned a lot about what other universities are working on and how we can merge our research efforts together and move it forward for the greater good, Dazione said. I'm Karai Bennett, and that was your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Nick Earnshaw with your news around the sports world. The NBA season has come to a conclusion as the Milwaukee Bucks are your NBA champions. They defeated the Phoenix Suns in six games, and Giannis Antetokounmpo was named NBA Finals MVP. During the series, Antetokounmpo averaged 35.2 points, 13.2 rebounds, and 5 assists. This was the first title for the Milwaukee Bucks in 50 years. Moving along to the gridiron and the National Football League, the NFL is not messing around when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. Commissioner Roger Goodell stated in a memo obtained by the Associated Press that, quote, if a game can't be rescheduled and is canceled due to a COVID outbreak among non-vaccinated players on one of the competing teams, the team with the outbreak will forfeit. This stance made by the commissioner and the NFL has already had some pushback from current players. Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins expressed his disdain for the rule in a now-deleted tweet stating, quote, Never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. This comes after the Buffalo Bills receiver Cole Beasley has also publicly hit- expressed his hesitancy towards receiving a COVID vaccine. 
vaccine. The NFL will begin its preseason with the Hall of Fame game August 5th between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. From the gridiron to the diamond, an abrupt retirement announcement from one of baseball's young stars had many scratching their head. On Wednesday, Chicago White Sox catcher Yerman Mercedes announced his retirement on Instagram, posting a message saying, quote, it's over, along with a paragraph thanking his fans, family, and God. The White Sox made a statement on Wednesday announcing they were aware of the post, but that Mercedes was still on the AAA roster. Not too long after the statement, the post was deleted, and on Thursday, Mercedes was back in the lineup. The odd situation comes after Mercedes was sent down to AAA in early July after starting the year batting 415 in the month of April. Mercedes also made headlines earlier this year after his manager Tony La Russa publicly criticized him for swinging and hitting a home run on a 3-0 count with an 11-run lead against the Minnesota Twins. Lastly, the NHL hosted their expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken on Wednesday as they will open up their inaugural season later this year. That was your sports news with me, Nick Earnshaw, right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Hello, I am Megan Steckler with your Roan Report business update. Venmo is getting rid of one of its most recognizable features. The mobile payment app owned by PayPal has announced it will get rid of its feed that shows users' payments to strangers. It's a part of a big redesign to be unveiled in the coming weeks. Going forward, users will only be able to see payments made between friends when they get on the app. In a blog post, the company says the app has now over 70 million users, so getting rid of the feature will allow customers to share meaningful moments and experiences with the people that matter most. Jeff Bezos is getting slammed on social media for making tone-deaf comments after his space flight. The Amazon billionaire blasted off into space with three others on Tuesday on a rocket designed by his Blue Origin space company. After the 11-minute flight, he held a press conference, during which he thanked every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer, adding, you guys paid for all of this. The comments didn't fly with Amazon customers online, who called it tone-deaf and asked Bezos for a refund. A few customer favorite menu items may be harder to find at Taco Bell. Sarah Bartlett explains. The fast food chain says some of its locations may be out of certain items as it deals with national ingredient shortages and delivery delays. The company didn't say exactly which items wouldn't be available or which cities are affected. It comes after Starbucks ran out of some items like oat milk and Chick-fil-A's recent sauce shortage. I'm Sarah Bartlett, NBC News Radio. Blue Origin has sold almost $100 million worth of tickets for future space flights. Lisa Taylor has more. That's according to the space company's founder, Jeff Bezos. He's already gone to the edge of space in a rocket designed by his company, and he described demand for tickets as very, very high. It's unknown how much a seat on the rocket costs. However, a seat on the first flight with the Amazon founder went for $28 million. After he returned to Earth, Bezos said he wants to blast off again. At the same time, he said he wants to fly a bunch of people as well. I'm Lisa Taylor. Fans have a new option to help YouTube channels they enjoy. It's called Super Thanks, and it allows people to give cash to content creators they follow. The donations that are allowed in the U.S. are $2, $5, 10 and $50. However, not all the money will go to the creators. YouTube will take 30% of the Super Thanks tip revenue. President Biden says he's confident an infrastructure deal will get through Congress. Mark Mayfield with more. Speaking during a CNN town hall in Ohio last night, Biden explained a number of Republicans agreed the deal is needed. The president spoke on the topic just hours after the Senate failed to hit a 60-vote threshold to move forward on infrastructure. Regardless, Biden insisted infrastructure is necessary. 
and will increase commerce. I'm Mark Mayfield. Qatar Airways is landing in the top spot of the world's best airlines for 2021. AirlineRankings.com released its annual rankings Tuesday, and Qatar was named Airline of the Year. The website cited Qatar's work during the pandemic, innovation, and new products as reasons for earning the award. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searles. Justin Bieber is not expecting a child. Fans thought he might be trying to drop a hint when he captioned an Instagram photo of him and his wife Haley as mom and dad. Haley commented saying he should change the caption to read dog mom and dad before anyone gets it twisted. The couple has been very open about their desire to start a family. They both said they want kids but are waiting a while longer. Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga will make two final appearances together at Radio City Music Hall. The pair announced two shows in early August at the famed Manhattan venue, which the respective reps say will be the last time they will appear together live. CNN reports tickets will be available for one last time, an evening with Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, happening August 3rd and 5th, and ticket holders will be required to show proof of vaccination. Last year, Bennett's family revealed he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2016, with the duo's most recent record scheduled for release later this year. A legendary rocker is making a stand against COVID vaccinations. Eric Clapton is saying he will reserve the right to cancel shows where guests are required to show proof of vaccination to enter the venue. This comes after UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson ordered a vaccine certificate to be mandatory in England for crowded entertainment venues such as nightclubs starting this fall. Clapton has been critical of the UK's handling of the pandemic and has repeatedly assailed lawmakers for imposing lockdowns over fears of the virus. Legendary actress Marla Gibbs is in good spirits after she almost passed out while accepting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The 90-year-old was giving her acceptance speech Tuesday when she began slumping over, appearing suffering from heat exhaustion. The ceremony stopped for about 30 minutes so she could recover. She came back outside, got her star, and did interviews. Gibbs is best known for the classic sitcoms The Jeffersons and 227. Disgraced movie producer and convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein is being extradited to California to face additional sex crime charges. Already serving a 23-year prison sentence in upstate New York, the Department of Corrections reports they handed Weinstein over to California officials early Tuesday morning. The move follows a protracted court battle and sets the stage for a new trial in Los Angeles. Prosecutors argue Weinstein sexually assaulted five women between 2004 and 2013 in both L.A. and Beverly Hills. Halsey is a new mom. The singer took to her Instagram Monday to announce her first child with screenwriter Olive Aiden was born on July 14th. She also shared the baby's name, Ender Ridley Aiden. She explained her euphoric birth was powered by love. Halsey announced she was expecting a child in January after experiencing a miscarriage in 2016. Halsey told Rolling Stone she wanted to be a mom more than anything in the world, including being a pop star. Boy band Big Time Rush is back. The group took to their social media to announce they wanted to make up for lost time with some concerts. They're set to perform two shows in December, with one in Chicago and one in New York City. This is the first time the band will perform together on stage since the world tour ended in 2014. Big Time Rush was developed as a part of Nickelodeon TV show of the same name, but the boys actually released music and went on tour. Since their disbandment, they have seemingly remained great friends who make appearances on each other's social media pages from time to time. Music executive Scooter Braun is getting a divorce. He's the manager of numerous household names like Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, and Ariana Grande. 
He's also the same man who bought Taylor Swift's Masters and inspired her to re-record her first albums. TMZ reports Braun filed for divorce from his wife of seven years on Wednesday. He requested joint custody of their three children, ages six, four, and two. This comes just two weeks after Braun took to Instagram to celebrate their seventh anniversary. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Roan Report here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Roan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.